a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. That's right, you know it, it's Star Wars. I'm AKA Pad, Peter A. DeLuca, ya boy, the pop culture poop, the sexual white chocolate. I am here talking to you about the finale, the final, the finale of the Skywalker saga. Now, that's a level of branding and advertising I did not see coming even when they announced the title for this movie, Star Wars. The Rise of Skywalker. Watch thrilled nobody. No one got excited. Less people got excited for this than when they heard The Phantom Menace, which is arguably the worst title of all the Star Wars movies. I will put this one above it because Phantom Menace is still weird. Okay, everyone. (laughs) You already hear that intro. Let's get through it. We're wrapping up our Star Wars arc. A lot of episodes, nearly 20 episodes, we're going to talk and finish Star Wars with The Rise of Skywalker. Do I have to say it? Do I have to say it? Everyone's been asking me, everyone's been, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're a little bit removed from the release of The Rise of Skywalker. My, my original intention was to release this after I saw the movie. And I got so wrapped up in these, uh, everything else, Star Wars, I really wanted to feel like, feel like I was doing a complete arc for you people. And for this podcast, this was new territory for me. I really haven't thought about content that way outside of the 31 Days of Dread, where the 31 Days of Dread is year after year, you know, I did three years of it. It's a grind just to finish it. It's hard, it's tough, and every year I get a little bit better, a little bit more efficient, but I wanted to carry that energy over, and I kind of found that with the Terminator run that I did, which also was supposed to run (laughs) into a review of Terminator Dark Fate. It did not, because by the time I was done doing the Terminator run, Dark Fate was actually out of theaters. And (laughs) recently, I'm talking a night, one night ago, I watched Terminator Dark Fate for the first time. And guess what? That's going to be episode 280. I'm announcing it now. Terminator Dark Fate will be discussed by me. And I I kind of like the pairing. I like episode 279 of AKA Pad's Audio Audacity podcast. And episode 280 of this very podcast to somewhat be sequels that I viewed um, ending a franchise, and not in a good way, you know, ending a franchise the same way, and I referenced this before, back in the day, young Peter, sitting in the theater, highly anticipated, loving the posters, loving the trailers, kind of digging the merchandise, but seeing a little bit of a red flag with the merchandise, but the Batman and the Robin, that's right, the George Clooney Dark Knight Adventure, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Uma Thurman, Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, I remember watching that movie and just not understanding what I was seeing. Now, I backed that movie today. There's a lot of me that really likes that movie because I see for what it is. But younger Peter, anticipating that, being a uh, huge disappointment. And I believe... Batman Begins, a Christopher Nolan uh, reboot, which might be the the most successful reboot of all time. 
know, because that led right into uh, the Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises is a, is a different story. And that was like nine years. And, and that was considered too soon. That was considered too soon. That's how devastating Batman and Robin was. This is something very similar. Because they build this movie as this bow. As this wrap up of the Skywalker saga. And the marketing for it. I believe was brilliant. I think the standout for this movie is the people who marketed this movie. They did a really great job in weaving this idea that we were waiting for this. <laughs> I didn't know I was waiting for a wrap-up of the Skywalker saga until I saw this movie. I thought the Skywalker saga was already wrapped up. <laughs> so that's what that's what good marketing does. Now, we can get into the plot of this movie. We can do a lot. Now, the plot is, it's a tough one. You know, it's, it's, it's a quest. It's a quest, and there's like another quest within the quest. And when critics or reviewers like myself, I, I, I look at myself as a discussioner. A discussioner like myself. When we say quest, we mean that there's something that, Everyone needs to get, including the good guy, including the bad guy. But everyone needs to get this one thing. We have people who are helping, and everyone seems involved with that. You know, Goonies is like a quest movie. This movie is no different than Goonies. And along the way, uh, we kind of have these throwbacks. We have these Star Wars environments. We're inside of a Death Star. We're learning kind of new things about the Sith, uh, even though this movie kind of goes into the Sith homeworld, which I liked a lot because I, I I just feel like it echoed the you know the Last Jedi going to the origin of the Jedi, which is kind of funny because the Jedi uh, seem to flirt with the dark side, as you saw in Yoda's cave, as you saw in the hole in the Last Jedi. And I thought, like, a, a, a flip side to that would be that the Sith flirt with the Jedi. You know, these things just don't happen because they make too much sense, maybe. And we learn about this place called Exegol. We learn about Emperor Palpatine. We get the revelation. We get a retcon based on Last Jedi that Emperor Palpatine is Ray's grandfather, earth-shattering uh, revelation. It really is, you know, because it changes the franchise. It changes all the movies because now this becomes a Palpatine saga. Now this goes all the way back to Force uh, to Phantom Menace, to Episode One. This connects directly to Episode One, and here we go, right? So. At the end of the movie, we have Kylo Ren. He turns good. Everyone kind of saw that coming. The two of them fight the Emperor. Kylo dies. The Rey, Rey with all the powers of all the other Jedis, kills Palpatine. And it's kind of weird because they had no lead in to Palpatine. No lead in. 
And in this movie, he's there. And we're, we're supposed to believe he's a threat. Which, sure, he is. Okay? We'll just give it to J.J. Abrams, our writer-director, our showrunner, our creative genius. That's right. I believe what the internet, who the internet has titled as Jar Jar Abrams, unceremoniously, that's kind of like an insult, but they call him Jar Jar Abrams. Uh, I do believe he's a creative genius. I um, I believe he's one of the creative geniuses of our time. Uh, you know, he, child of Hollywood. I, I give J.J. a lot of credit. So, Emperor d- dies, Palpatine dies, and Rey inherits the name Skywalker at the end of this movie. No one bought bought into it. No one bought into this other revelation that Rey and Kylo are in love, which was revealed at the end of this movie. Again, no lead-in, no setup. So, you know, when this movie came out, everyone was like, holy crap. All these leaks, these endless leaks and details we got about this movie just about all of them. I mean, like, the only big standout that uh, wasn't real, leak-wise, was that the Falcon was supposed to get shot down, was supposed to uh, explode into, in some fashion with Lando, Chewie, and C-3PO inside of it. That was one of the these leaks. Now, this movie, as with Solo, had massive reshoots. And had multiple endings. Supposedly, George Lucas, J.J. Abrams, Kathleen Kennedy, the head of Lucasfilm, and Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, all had preferred endings. And there was a little bit of a of an infighting. There was some turmoil on what they were going to do and where they were going to go. J.J. gets a lot of credit. He really, even to this date, and I guess this is one of the benefits of not jumping on the microphone and giving like this flash opinion about this movie because you know we can talk about a lot of these other elements outside the movie before after and during within context and you know that would just be maybe like another episode i'm excuse me i may not be driven to do a follow-up because I may feel like I've, I've done an episode on rise of skywalker doing another rise of skywalker episode might be too soon but to give J.J. a lot of credit, this guy really hasn't thrown anyone under the bus. To right now, uh, Lucasfilm hasn't announced the, the next movies. Uh, I know they said that they were announced them early in 2020. But what we have as a Star Wars base, as a Star Wars fandom, I'm talking to all of you out there. <laughs> what up? Is we there's the Mandalorian, which I haven't seen because um I don't know subscribing to Disney Plus for one one show I don't know. Right now, every everyone's on Picard <laughs> for CBS All Access. So anyway, um yeah, it, it, you know this movie tried to. Do everything it thought it should do. Yeah, you know, it tried to meaning it tried to appease everybody. Watch, you know, like I don't think 
that should have been the goal of this movie. Uh, I am one of the only people out there and look, that believes that Disney Disney did the Warner Brothers. Disney did the Zack Snyder when it comes to Rain Johnson, our director, writer, creator of Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Warner Brothers panicked when they saw this spike, this almost like golden era of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And they looked at their films and they panicked. And they got Josh Whedon, the guy that brought us the Avengers. And the wonderful, I say this with sarcasm, Avengers 2, The Age of Ultron. But they bring in Josh Whedon, they throw out Zack Snyder, and they say, fix it. Make it like Marvel. Make it like, do it. Do it now. And he does it. He gets paid to do it. Good for him. And so much of the movie is lost. And this is why the, the hashtag release the Snyder Cut has become relevant. And Zack Snyder himself is teasing. He teases uh, what could have been. And it drives people crazy online. Every time he puts out a new still, a new concept art, reels. Of all the footage of Justice League. That's the movie we're discussing here real quick. Of Justice League. Yeah, uh, he, he puts out these tidbits and drives people nuts and goes viral. So Warner Brothers doesn't back their guy with Justice League. Now, Zack Snyder, I've said this before. He has set up a redemption arc and a return arc. And the world finally accepting Superman. He sets up this very detailed arc. And he doesn't get to complete it with Justice League. It was, you know, like Justice League was as much of a Superman movie as it should be. As it was Justice League. You know, like, because what is Justice League anyway? He sets up this scenario where the Dark Knight who is broken broken from the death of Robin from the hands of the Joker he's so broken he goes on this crazy streak okay we see that in BBS Batman vs Superman Batman comes to light when he realizes what Superman is the Dark Knight himself has a redemptive arc from the Man of Steel himself. This is a good movie that Zack Snyder wanted to make. Warner Brothers doesn't back him. They go with Josh Whedon. And we have somewhat of a disaster. We, we, we have a, it's, it's, a, it's a movie for sure. It's a plot for sure. I've only seen it maybe about three times. I, I kind of have to see the movie more to do a little bit more of a detailed take on it. I may have done four episodes on the Justice League when it came out. Because it was a significant movie in my eyes. Now it's completely forgotten that quickly. But they don't back their guy. They pay the price. That's the point I'm getting at. Lucasfilm Disney doesn't back Rain Johnson. They do the same thing. They get J.J. Abrams and they say, look... No one likes The Last Jedi. Let's just admit it. No one likes the story. What happens in the, the meat. No one likes what's on the bones of Last Jedi. Fix it. Fix it now. Fix it. 
And JJ fixes it. He recons everything. Huge success. I mean, you have to appreciate the rise of Skywalker for its ability to recon a movie so quickly and and exact. It's a, he's he's like an archer. Now, this movie Rise of Skywalker begins with a pace that is unlike any other Star Wars movie. Every single Star Wars movie is supposed to begin with a slow, drawn, establishing shot of a spaceship. Something in space. This movie barely does that. It's now the one exception. Yeah, um, The new characters introduced in this movie. I, I think all of them. There was like a little uh, mechanic guy that people seem to love. But again, he's forgotten that quickly. From my point of view, no real memorable characters. The only character moment that I actually liked, which is they um, they pretty much <laughs> give Poe Dameron this uh, smuggler slash people say Han Solo, but it's a Han Solo backstory. Whatever, I like that. Yeah, I like that. I thought yeah, I thought it added to him. When it comes to characterization very little is i believe is done here uh you know i I can probably make another episode on what i feel like they should have done with this movie i've seen it twice i haven't seen it enough i'm probably going to buy this movie on digital when it comes out because i want to watch it a a few more times and maybe maybe i'll do a follow-up let me know. Twitter, a.k.a. Pat. And then, you yeah, know, we get to me and, and my family. And we were really hyped. We were all excited to see this movie. We had a great time. We met a Red Robin, you know. And then we go across the street to the movie theater. And it was just great. Great time. It's around Christmas. That little bit of the cold weather is creeping in. I love Yeah, I just like it. I, I soak it all in. And and that's it, you know, for the DeLucas. You know, the the Star Wars saga is over. This journey um, that we've all been on since The Force Awakens, five movies. It's you know, we're we're it's over now. I will say this though. I, I wish Disney would have backed its original uh, plane of action. Uh, I wish there was another Star Wars movie to look forward to. Because as of right now, there definitely seems to be a gap. Uh, I don't know um, what the next movie to look forward to is, which is very surprising to me. Very surprising. I say that low because I'm surprised. But, but yes, but super surprising. I don't know. And, I mean, Black Widow... Uh, Black Widow just doesn't seem to have juice for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, I, I think everything squeezed out of that. Uh, I love the MCU leading up to Avengers and uh, up to Avengers Endgame. I think everything up to Infinity War is awesome and it works and it doesn't work and it makes no sense, but it's just cool. I like it. Uh, I'm not crazy for Avengers Endgame. I got, I got no desire to kind of see that movie again. I, I really don't. Uh, even that, that ending sequence, as well mapped out as it was, it's just not impressive. I'm not craving to see it again. I'm not. 
Star Wars I am because like I'm so invested in, in the characters, into the lore, into the mythology, and I just want to yeah I want to make sure how I feel about that movie. That's why I want to keep watching it. But yeah, and I, I hate to say it, you know, look the uh, this this year, you know, um, if we go with Star Wars saga this year, I actually like pretty much like had uh, had a girlfriend. She couldn't make the movie, but you know, like. Uh, all, all of this history with these movies and this time that has passed. Um, one of my friends since the fourth grade. Uh, shout out to Mrs. Blank. Uh, you know, like he's been with us for all of these movies. You know, he's become a part of, of, of the family. You know, he himself too, when it comes to our relationship, has he's he's had his redemptive arc. You know, and... It just sucks, man. You know, like, it, it sucks not having that next thing to look forward to. That next next thing to make happen. So, everyone. Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. Um, I saw it twice. I wasn't crazy about it. I really wasn't. Uh, I don't like what it did to the original trilogy. I don't even like what it did to the prequels. I view this Disney error as a failure with the sagas a success with the side stories I, you know, I, I still believe Force Awakens is a very suitable sequel to Return of the Jedi what do I think they should do next um, they bet, bet go back and bet on your horse back J.J. Abrams give us a Rey Skywalker trilogy just do it Give us a Ray Skywalker side movie. And start a new Star Wars Saga trilogy. I don't know. Uh, I think they can do a lot if they focus on Ray. They can explain. They can recon. Look, Mandalorian is explaining and reconning things along the way. People seem to love it. So, I would say give the people what they want. Give them more Ray Skywalker. Uh, refocus the merchandise. And, I don't know, make better novels, make better comic books. I said that on, on, on one of my YouTube videos. Because it, it, it's a little bit sorry. Like, oh, I don't know. I haven't been excited to read a Star Wars comic or a Star Wars novel in a long time. I'm, and I'm talking just based on titles and cover artwork. I really, really dislike the cover artwork for the, the Star Wars novels. It's all that minimalistic graphic design crap. And I say crap because minimalistic design is just, it's it's for people who really, really don't have a desire to think. Yeah, but whatever. That's just me. Hey, hey, everyone. And I'm not, and I'm, I'm not, and I'm not saying, I'm going to say this real quick. I'm not above designing something minimalistic. <laughs> I'm not. But I don't like it. Everyone, I love you. Thanks for joining me. Peter A. DeLuca, a.k.a. Pat. Episode 279. We're wrapping up our Star Wars arc. And this was The Rise of Skywalker. Until next time, 280 Terminator. I love you and goodbye.